Welcome to the Lifetime at Work podcast, episode 22. My name is Greg Martin, and though I'm an entrepreneur based in Toronto today, I believe the journey to the perfect job is never-ending. So in my spare time, I report this podcast where I like to explore other people and their careers. I talk to people from all backgrounds to tell the real stories about their jobs and why they do them. For you, it's a chance to meet different people, and if I'm doing my job right, who knows? Their stories may inspire your life or your future career in some way. And in this episode, I'm talking to a singer-songwriter whose music you've probably heard, whether you know it or not, while his day job is something completely different. So let's play the intro music and begin. If you're a fan of the podcast, you can go to lifetimeatwork.com to follow it. You can also follow me on Instagram. I am gregmartin.work. Today's episode is brought to you by Farmer Prepared Meals. It is the prepared meals company that I help run. If you are living anywhere in Ontario for the most part and you are tired of cooking at home, you should completely check us out. We're an easy, affordable, all made from scratch, great way to, to save some time and any given night. So check out farmr.ca. You can order on there and use the promo code I know Greg to get a discount. I don't need a huge intro for this guest. His name is Tyler Schwendy. He also goes by the name Brandt. That is his stage name and his artist musician name. And he is a mortgage agent by the day. And he also records music. He spent the beginning of his career after graduating from university, becoming a musician and touring and writing music and and really as a rock star, and then decided that though it was fulfilling in some ways, it was a struggle in others. And he, he, he wanted to get into a different field while still being able to sort of write music on the side. And so he now juggles both. But he's got a ton to say about what it's like to be in the music industry, what it's like to be a mortgage agent, what it's like to balance them and everything in between. And just I think the way he does it is is just really cool and, and hopefully inspiring to you as well. So so first you're going to hear his music and then you're going to hear our interview. So here with it, enjoy my interview and the music from Tyler Schwendy. Tyler, welcome to the Lifetime at Work podcast. Thank you very much, Greg, for having me. Why don't you start by just giving your a quick, like, two minute background on who you are and, and what you do? Sure. Well, I'm uh, originally from Waterloo, Ontario. I live north of Toronto now. I uh, had a pretty standard, I guess, what you would call a middle class upbringing. You know, I, I played high level hockey uh, in my teens uh, up to like about junior B level, if you know what that is. Uh, I got to, then I got into music. I got, that's my you know main inspiration. Got into music late high school. I actually didn't even know I could sing until I was about 15 years old. I had no idea. My parents were not musical. My dad liked music, but not, there was no instruments in the house. So ah, it was kind of, kind of a weird discovery. Usually it's the, usually it's the yeah. opposite where you think you can sing until, until you yeah. do it for someone else at 15 and you realize, Oh, Oh, Nam, I can't sing. <laughs> I, yeah. I know it's a weird thing to stumble upon. Yeah. But I guess, I guess I just did it for so long that it became second nature. But uh, yeah, I fell in love with guitar, writing songs, singing. Uh, I always kind of had an affinity for English and art and creative writing, but that, you know, that kind of led me off into the musical realm in later life. What's your day job now? 
I'm I'm now a mortgage broker. <laughs> very, <laughs> very, very strong tangent. But uh, mortgage broker at Safebridge Financial Group, which is one of the most well-regarded firms nationally in the country in terms of uh, volume and quality of agents. So it's uh, I'm pretty proud to be a part of them and I uh, love what I do. And it's just like, what's interesting, I guess, is the or to me anyways, is that you're in the real estate world, which, and helping people, I think, in these exciting times where they're trying to find, in theory, I mean, it's not always exciting right now. It is, I guess, with lower rates. If it was the opposite, it, it may be less exciting. Um, <laughs> having, to deliver <laughs> bad, having to deliver bad news or, or try to find a rate that doesn't exist. But um, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's like, it's been an interesting sector, I guess, for Ontario, you know, for Ontario, maybe a lot of the world, but, but in, you know, definitely in the greater Toronto area to, to work in. Is that, is that, is that sort of resonated with you and your oh, job? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like we've seen the lowest rates in history in Canada in the past 10 months, they've started to climb a little bit, but I mean, there, the, any rate you could get say in September, October, November, December was sub 2%. So, I mean, those are rates you would never have seen from a fixed rate on average, uh, in my eight plus years of doing mortgages, I've never seen it. Yeah. So it was pretty incredible to see. And that kind of spurred people into action. Um, and especially as COVID kind of, I guess, I say calmed down and, and the vaccine start, roll started to happen, people got more confident with buying again. And now we've seen this frenzy. And, and what's caused it a lot is, is that lack of supply too. You know, yeah. just so much built up demand because of COVID. And now these people are trying to find homes and no one wants to sell. <laughs> And that's why we're seeing these incredible price gains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the housing prices. I mean, you mentioned it to me where where you live, where I live. I mean, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of crazy wherever it's going. But I guess people have nothing else to do but sit at You're home right. and and think Look about houses stuff and, and beyond yeah. thinking about where, where they want to live. And, and because they're home so much, you're really noticing things you don't like about your house. And it's just like, yeah, it's just uh, the perfect You're storm of all these things, right? You're banging on with that. And I think people just realize they're like, you know what? Space is important maybe. And yeah. I think that's catapulting this forward. Yeah. 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 No kidding. So what do you do then exactly for people or how do you uh, help, help them? That's great. So yeah, I mean, I, um, as a mortgage worker, I, I help people get, you know, mortgages and home, ac- home equity lines of credit on their, on their properties, uh, deal with a lot of first time, second home buyers, uh, a lot of refinances were obviously popular this year to try to, you know, get out of a higher rate into a lower rate. That that's kind of the thing I do to, you know, I help strategize, like to educate, I believe in high level service as a mortgage broker. And that's kind of, I guess, my, my niche. And so what's interesting. And I think about your story is that you also like the music part hasn't gone away per se from, from, from you. And you started in that. And I remember, so we, we went to university together. We didn't really know, know we we knew a lot of the same people that we, we definitely had talked and met, but we, I, you know, we didn't know each other super well, but I knew you as, yeah, as a, as a musician, as as someone who I've seen at, I don't even remember the bar's names, but maybe (laughs) Wilfs. Yeah. Yeah. uh, At Laurier, you know, in, in the bar. And so that, just seemed like to me what you did. Like it, it was almost like, oh, he already has this thing that he does, and I never, it never really occurred to me, maybe till after that, uh, that that's a whole industry and 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 a ch- you know, it's 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 something very different than a mortgage broker. And you're kind of at the point now where you're where you're sort of doing both of them, and so that is why I, <laughs> you know, that that was sort of a lot of the the pretext of 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 wanting to have you on here to kind of talk about that because. I, I think you've done it in an interesting way. Like I think you've done it in a, in a cool way. And this is just me, obs- you know, observing from afar, but it seems like you, you're actually able to do both your passion for music and, and uh, you know, a job which aren't necessarily, you know, they, they probably scratch different itches um, and, and, and needs and, and all that. And, and you went to business school as well, like thinking, <laughs> thinking that through. So like maybe take me back to, how you were thinking, like, so you're 15, then you go on, you have to get into university. Like, what was your thought process on like, Hey, what am I going to be? And what am I going to do? Yeah. It's funny. Like it's like anyone in high school, I think they, they, they kind of, I guess, get drawn to certain teachers and my business teacher uh, in one of my classes, I just absolutely adore her. And I'm just like, you know what? Like, I really like this realm. I like the the social side of business, the service side. Uh, I was always drawn to kind of the marketing angle too. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to business school. You know, it's, it's kind of a multifaceted degree, you know, you can kind of do anything with it. So I was like, well, and I got into Laurier, which is a good, a good undergrad. And so I decided just to kind of, you know, and I saved a ton of money because I was from Waterloo and 
and going to school in Waterloo too. So that was, that was pretty cool. But uh, I mean, that's kind of where it all started. Uh, I wasn't really tying the music thing yet into business. And that, that sort of happened in my second year when I actually deferred my, my, my degree. I took the year off because I pursued playing music professionally and and doing cover songs in bars uh, and restaurants across Ontario. And I actually paid my tuition by playing these shows, which I don't know if you knew that, but (laughs) you knew me as the music guy, but I I literally did it three to four nights a week. Maybe I did know that. And I forgot a little bit and now remember, and now it's like, (laughs) yes, because it does make sense. Yes, it does make sense. So, um, what was it like? So then what was that? Uh, so I guess just the, the performing part of it, because no, yes. like what, it, and doing it night in and night out, like doing it multiple times a week, is that nerve wracking? Like what's the feeling like? It kind of, you know, subsided as I did it more. I yeah. think I ended up playing in, in about from tw- 2004, basically to 2015. So about 11 years, I think I played like over 1500 shows. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was quite, quite a lot of playing. And I guess after, you know, initially, initially always playing at a new place was always kind of a bit nerve wracking. Didn't know what to expect, but overall, like, I don't think nervousness ever really goes away with anything. Yeah. Um, so it was, you know, whenever you're performing in front of people who have no idea who you are, uh, you just get, you just kind of do it. You don't even think about it anymore. It's almost this kind of this reflex. You just do it. <laughs> Um, cause you just have trained yourself so much to do it, but, uh, the nervous does not go away. Was it then like a dream of yours though, to be on the stage or do you like the music component of it? Or what's like, what's the component of being a musician that you like? This is an awesome question because there's so many different components to what people like about music. Uh, and, and my big passion is writing, actually writing music. I love writing songs. And that whole part of being in, in the studio and, you know, and, and creating something with someone else or by yourself, it's, it's one of my passions. I also do enjoy performing. So I like tying, you know, writing my own music, performing it, it is my favorite thing to do. Yeah. And so what did you think then, you know, do like, did you have the intention when you were doing this, uh, this, this year off tour yeah. that like, did you think, Hey, or, or I guess, how did you reflect upon that? Maybe at the end of, of, of that, was that sort of like, okay, I got the experience. I, 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 I play that out now back to reality at school or what, or what <laughs> yeah. was your takeaway? Yeah. But I think my parents were like, no, no, if you want to do this, it's like a one year deferral. <laughs> and then you come back and finish your degree. Cause they were helped helping to sub, subsidize a little bit of my, of my tuition. It wasn't all fully paid. I should make, I should disclose that. Right. But uh, I did pay for a lot of my own portion of it playing music but yeah they, they were like nope you got to finish your degree and I, I i wanted to do that too i wanted to get that under my belt uh but i mean this this the kind of the musical dream kind of continued to rise through university like my goal was not to go and get you know be an accountant to lawyer or something like that or get into finance immediately after university was like i'm going to try to make uh, a career playing music when i'm done with my with my degree so the the bar thing is that like, how do you do it? How do you make a career out of um, well, a music that there's one that uh, is, you know, comfortable or at least maybe even allows you to fulfill whatever the part of it, you know, either performing a lot or writing a lot or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. What I would do is I would, uh, when I, when I was at university, so like, this is mostly like 20, 2008, say 2015 ish, 2014 period. I, I would basically spend my days writing my own music, recording, and then at night I would go and play cover shows to to pay for the recording and you know yeah. basically to exist and live. Um, so that was kind of like you know repeat every single you know five nights a week uh, doing that to to kind of I guess subsidize my dream. And then I started getting into original music rock bands touring Canada. I mean, uh, like I played you know with the Trues and. Marianas Trench and a bunch of big bands like, you know, had regional radio success and, um, you know, placements in TV shows like Heartland and Degrassi and tons of stuff like that. But I mean, it, it kind of all circled back in the end. Like I liked playing cover songs, but my real passion is writing and playing my own, but you can't do that unless you're bringing in an income. So it was kind of like keeping the chops up, playing the cover gigs, but that got tiresome after a while. That is for absolute sure. 
Yeah. Well, because it's not your own songs. And I imagine, does it get tiring playing the same song that you know is going to uh, please everyone, but maybe you're, you're, you're tired of it? Or <laughs> I always wonder that. Caroline? You mean like Oasis <laughs> the one? Wonderwall? Right. <laughs> yes, yes. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or, or Wonderwall. Yeah, Wonderwall is a big one. Play Wonderwall. Right. Uh, yeah, so that was, yeah, it did. And I mean, you kind of become, you just feel like you're just someone's like live jukebox. Yeah. So it, it did wear. And, you know, the big thing was starting, you know, it was impacting relationships. It was impacting, you know, I was missing all my friends' birthdays because they, you know, I could never be there on a Saturday. Like that was a night for sure. I was, you know, off gigging. So right. that became very hard. And the late nights, like you're up till, you know, three, four in the morning. It yeah. was like, you know, it's not easy on the body. And so, I, you know, as I kind of got older too, I'm, you know, I'm, I was kind of like, I need to, I need to figure out a different angle on life <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because, you know, you can try and, 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 and then the rock kind of thing subsided, like rock was popular, you know, in that period. And then it started to kind of, you know, fall out and became this, you know, rave kind of culture thing, music where that was really popular, like the, the Diplos and, you know, right. Um, like the David Geddes and stuff like that, that became really huge. So, um, you know, being a musician kind of changed and, you know, you try to give it your best shot. I just, you know, I felt like over that time, I still had not found my voice. Like I wasn't actually at a, at a point where I was happy. This was like my true self-expression of music. You know, my best songs hadn't been, hadn't even been tapped in yet, in my opinion. And so, Sorry. yeah, like how, I'm curious about that in just you what you're trying to get out of like you mentioned the writing and really liking that is that because it's a form of self-expression and you uh, or what is it (laughs) yeah i think that's an awesome question because i mean like i I think i just like the creation element like what's going to come you know like what what is going to happen what's what melody is going to come out of me today uh what kind of chord what kind of progressions am i gonna you know and and the more you like i did it i I, like i i spent you know thousands of hours writing, you know, in my room, uh, you know, to my parents, like hatred, probably, uh, you know, I would just spend every single moment. Like that was my free time was just picking up a guitar and writing. So it was, you know, uh, it's, that is my deep down passion. And, you know, some things when you're in bands, like your voice isn't really heard or people want their, have their own, you know, mission or want their own voice, their own kind of thing. It was, this is why bands don't last, <laughs> by the way. It's uh, very, very hard to, to run and make everyone happy. But uh, I, I get, to get back at your question, like that is my, what I enjoy doing, I guess, is that that creation element. What does it take to be a, so like an exclusively professional artist? That, like, is there a, a point where you have to hit, like, you know, a, a single that launches you into, like, do you need a record deal? Like, is that the way to do it? And Because I, I feel like also, too, I guess that the music industry is, is evolving and changing in a lot of ways. But, like, is there a way, um, you know, let's let's ignore COVID. But, you know, is there a way to that, that it kind of works or something that you're sort of striving for to get to to then, I don't know, validate, hey, this can be a full-time career Forever? If you ask me this question in 2010, it would be a completely different answer than now. Uh, You know, there was still being CDs being sold and, you know, CDs were still like a a sale component 10 years ago. And there were, there were more, uh, you know, I guess lucrative streams of income for musicians. And now with the Spotify's like uh, you make half a cent a play on a Spotify play. So you do not make a lot of money. Um, and, and artists now are having to tour to make money. And because of COVID uh, it's, it's crippled the entire yeah, industry yeah. because uh, like, you know, getting movie, getting songs and music in TV movies, very lucrative from a sinking royalty standpoint as well. It can be very lucrative, but again, that's like the goal, the Holy grail, you know, like getting yeah. that is very challenging. Uh, you know, labels are pushing, you know, their own artists to try to get placed in, in you know, make money off them that way because there's there's less income streams um it's easier for people to make music now like i I have a recording studio in my my basement that makes very high level music you know uh and and i guess the challenge now is that there's almost too much music for people to kind of go through and anyone can be a relatively good artist or make make you sound like a relatively good artist and 
I think in, in, in a world where you can't even network now, I think it's almost literally, I know a lot of musician friends have now transferred to day gigs, like, you know, uh, driving carry, like, you know, um, delivering packages or, yeah. or other stuff because there's just the, the, there's no income stream unless you're at, there's like either you're, you're way up there or you're way down here. There's kind of no in between. It's yeah. very challenging now. There's, there used to be kind of like artist development where there was like tiers, like, you know, you, 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 you hit a bit, you're an indie band, you got a, you, your radio got, you know, picked up by a couple stations and get picked up more. And, you know, that kind of leverages you to maybe like a, a minor label deal. You know what I mean? There was stages, there was tiers, but now that's like the wild west. There's really no rhyme or reason why stuff happens now. It seems like social media followers is probably one of the biggest catalysts for labels. Now finding people, you, YouTube, um, TikTok, Instagram, uh, that's where they're looking and they're looking at how many followers you have. That is a huge component. And and that's not even the music. All, like uh, Only a small component of it would be the music. It's probably, that's like, right. it, hey, hey, here's a brand around this. Oh, they happen to be a band or this person happens to be a musician, but it's 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 a bunch of other stuff. Um, yeah, they want it on a silver platter. They want you, I've yeah, already done like, have right. already had like a, a nationally successful album. Okay, now we'll sign you. You know, it's it's yeah. like the now it's the artist fronting everything. Yeah. Uh, because there's just, there's way less money in it for labels. Do you, so at what point did you realize then that um, you needed to get into a different field or, or use that business degree? This is, yeah. So I, I felt like I was already using it. Kind or, of like, or, I, yeah. I, sorry. In a different way, like, I guess. Or, or, yeah, or, no, or to right. get a job is what I meant. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was like a, I've basically been a perpetual entrepreneur. I've, I've never worked for a corporation. I've never been employed except maybe in high school, you know, working at yeah, like, yeah. clean cars at BMW. You know what I mean? Like, but, but beyond that, I have never, I've only been self-employed my entire life. So I, I kind of don't know the other side, <laughs> like my right. wife, she tells me, you know, all the corporate politics and drama. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Like yeah. it's, I just work for myself, but you know, and, and that's kind of advantage, but um, uh, maybe just reiterate your question. Sorry there. Apologies. No, I, I like to get into sort of the, I, how did you decide to sort of get into right. real estate and, and the mortgage world? Like when, when did that sort of realization come to you? And, and yeah, how did you, okay. yeah. How did you go about this it? Is, this is, yeah. So it was around the, the 2014, 2015. I was like, okay, I actually need to start making some, you know, legitimate money. Uh, I actually thought, Hey, you know, uh, a lot, some other, I know some other uh, music people have gotten into real estate. So I'm like, I'll become a realtor. And then as I asked more questions, I'm like, this is basically being a musician with the hours <laughs> You know, being away from home on weekends, you know, taking people around on weekends, your nights are busy till midnight making offers. I'm like, okay, that's not what I want to do. What else can I do in this realm? And I'm, I'm, so I mortgage broker, I'm like, okay, you know, I have decent at math, you know, there's some still, you know, service sales, you know, part of this job, but it's more nine to five. I'll, I'll try that. <laughs> it was yeah. like a random choice. And I said, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but I'll try this. Um, and what kind of really made it took off is this kind of funny story. I was, I was bartending during the day, uh, during this time and playing gigs at night, but also still starting to get like, you know, doing mortgages as well throughout this. And, um, I, in, in one day for lunch, walked a realtor and a mortgage broker. They're, they're, they're good friends. So they sat down at the bar. Uh, I, I was kind of serving them and we got talking and, and whatever, and, and in the end, like I actually ended up going to the brokerage that this mortgage broker worked at. He, he was very successful. Uh, and actually that brokerage ended up being SafeBridge, my current brokerage. He brought me there. <laughs> and, and, and the realtor that was there is still a very close friend of mine. And, and we work together to this day. Like we became very, we're still very close friends. Yeah. So very small, weird in a way of, of kind of the universe saying to me, okay, you just jump, you need to jump in and, and, and do this. So I, from that point forward, I, it kind of, I guess, teared up quite significantly in the mortgage realm. And, and basically by about 2017, I was only playing maybe like four shows a month and, and, you know, just kind of for fun. Right. And, and so, so and, and then, and then because you had other aspirations to, buy a house, better figure a family, yeah, like all those sorts of things yeah. you wanted, like, you wanted a lot. You wanted a, a life that wasn't uh, touring every 
four or five days a week. Yeah, it's it's exhausting. And I mean, like yeah. I said, like it was the relationship. I mean, it's really hard to keep relationships alive when you're out every weekend. You know, yeah. it's it became tiresome from that angle too. You know, uh, cycling through relationship after relationship because you know, well, like why can't you do this? You know, why can't you take the time off? You know, uh, because you know the gig is the only way I really knew how to make money. It was, it was pretty hard to make the shift, but, um, you know, like I said, you kind of got, I kind of got fed up with the, with the cover gig stuff. It got pretty tiring and pretty old. Yeah. And it, I, you know, I thought, Hey, if I get successful in the mortgage realm, I can cycle back and do music again, but only focus on my own music and writing. Like it, I'll be able to only do that because I'm, I'm I don't have to rely on it for money. And that's right. kind of where I'm at now. Right. You don't have to, it's not all about Wonderwall. Yes. <laughs> it's not. That's yes. right. That's right. Um, so, and, and yeah, you mentioned now, so how do you um, balance music now in your, in, in your life? It, 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 like, does it, when you have time you, you spend on it, do you, do you like carve out the time? How, how do you make yeah, sure it's, that it's you at night. the connection? Yeah, it's, it's a lot at night. <laughs> yeah. When my daughter's in bed, I mean, like uh, the last album I I I released under my new my new name's uh, stage name's called Brant B R A N T. If people want to check it out, Brant uh, Brant underscore music as the Instagram. Yeah, yes, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll, plug. I'll, I'll link to it. Can I play? Like, do you own the rights? <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm 100 owner of all the Brant music. Yeah, so I could like play some in this podcast. Are you okay with that? If I yeah, give sure. An idea. Okay, I'll. Sure I'll you can. I'll throw it in somewhere and just to give yeah. me a sense and then uh, and then I'll link yeah. to it on my stuff. The, but yeah. The one track where the light comes in uh off that off that EP called All in Your Head from 2016 was did actually pretty well. It was on like Kim's Convenience, it was on Heartland. Oh. Uh I think it had a couple other placements. I, it not it's not coming to mind, but it did pretty well. Uh so check out where the light comes in okay. if you want to play that one. People might dig it. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, so that that you know i in 2016 was the last time and then i released another single in 2017 and no music has been released since because okay. my daughter arrived in 2018 and it you know we're expecting another kid you know momentarily basically so oh okay Congrats, so the, i would yeah. say that the kids have kind of sideswiped the whole uh musical passion and and but in the end i still feel like i have that's what i need to be doing like even though i love doing mortgages yeah, uh, and it and it's done very well for me. Uh, the music thing is like really the calling. And you can start getting your kids probably more involved in that too. I imagine, right? For like sure. just um, you know, I a cool thing for your your dad to be able to do. I mean, there's so many videos of like this dad daughter, you know, tandem that are amazing. I'm like, I need to teach <laughs> <laughs> right my, my daughter. That. We have her like we have I, my, I have a ukulele and she likes to play that a lot. But I mean, she, it's, she's just got to be interested. And I think we're gonna I'm gonna obviously try to push it on her. But you know, you know, they have to they gotta like it as much as I do. I need yeah. to have it more out. I, I think I've come to the conclusion I need to have the musical instruments more out available to them. Right. Yes. To just to get it going, just to familiarize. Yeah. To yeah, my my kids have a drum of some sort, and it's not. I mean, it's <laughs> it's uh, yeah. It, there's not really music, but. <laughs> at least at least they they kind of they, they sometimes do a marching band and and, and perfect so it's sort of sort of a <laughs> and, and sort of musical like, but it's just starting. they could be like you're right they could be like you know i mean not to compare myself but like you know discover it find it at 15 you know yeah you know, it's it just people have uh, you know and the thing is when people say like i can't sing i'm like anyone can actually sing I have full belief that anyone can sing, anyone can learn how to play an instrument. It's just some people are more naturally inclined. And right. it's not to say that I was naturally inclined. It took a, a hell of a lot of work right. to get. Uh, I just, you know, was lucky to be around people in high school that were like all, like three of them went off to go to music and university. So I was literally around like teen prodigy musicians, you know, <laughs> for three years. Yeah. And we played, we just jammed in their basement every single night. Like it was you know, uh, that's the only way I'm, I was actually got better in my opinion. I wouldn't be where I am today without them. So do you anticipate then, I mean, now it's nice. You have more time, more flexibility around what you do in, 
in the mortgage, you know, in the, or, or sorry, you'll have more flexibility. You're going to have two kids. It's going to be a, a, even more taxing on your time. But as, <laughs> when, when you sort of gain that back, um, like, do you see yourself as, as this just being kind of this uh, really cool hobby? Is that how you think about it that you get to do? Or like, how do you, um, how do you sort of think about it as, yeah, in terms of placing it in your life? Well, I, you know, it's, it's funny because like, I don't think it ever will be like a hobby. I'm always going to be like, okay, where's like, where can I like place this? You know, where can I, you know, it, uh, in deep more down. Than yeah. Yeah. Deep down. Do I wish I was, you know, playing to 2000 people a night, you know? Yes. Yes, I do. I wish I, that that's still what I hope will happen. You know, even if it's at age 45 or 50, you know, but you know, it's there is some reality checking happening uh but you know great music is great music and it it will connect with people regardless of age in my opinion yeah and i guess the forms and all that like technology will will change but in theory if people are willing and want to appreciate good music then somehow we'll find it, you know, like it's just <laughs> right. Like whatever it is, if it's, if it's, you know, sometimes it means at a bar, sometimes, I don't know, it's different forms, what, what you know, what, whatever it may be, but yeah, it's hard to see that art like that goes away or isn't, isn't wanted or isn't embraced by the world. I think um, maybe challenging times now for a lot of reasons, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. I, I agree. I, I think that art is always going to be needed. And, and even if it doesn't transpire for, you know, uh, musical success and a touring artist, you know, yeah. that's fine. But, you know, I, all I really want to do is in, in a nutshell is just write songs and hopefully people dig it. That's really uh, <laughs> yeah. what I enjoy doing. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So what do you, what do you like then? I mean, so you're an artistically inclined person, but also have sort of a, 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 a business inclination as well. Like you're kind mm-hmm. of, you're, you're sort of balancing those. What do you like about what you and, and dislike about your, 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 your day job? Yeah, like I think one of the uh, like there's so many there's so many pros and and, and there, there's not as many cons as there are pros. One of the, the things being self-employed, like I, I make my own schedule, you know, uh, I have the ability to kind of craft out, you know, time to go work out. I can start my day when I want to start my day, you know. I can st- stop my day when I stop my day. But uh, you know, at the same time, it's hard. To, it's really hard to turn off when you're you know a commissioned yeah. salesperson. So that is you know, going on vacation for me, literally impossible. You know, like that's, <laughs> that's, that's, it's very hard to turn you can't off. can't turn off completely. No, right? Yeah. no. And, and I mean, we went, my wife and I went away, you know, November before COVID hit, like I think it was late 2019. And, um, and that was pretty much the first time I, I, I only touched my computer like once a day, but I need to get to a stage where I never touch it. Like that's how hard it is. Even eight years into doing this thing to, to not stop working. It's very hard. Yeah. So that's, I guess the biggest con. I mean, the other, like the best part working with people, number one, helping people buy the, you know, first time home buyers or these people, like, you know, they're just so happy, you know, you're helping people like basically get their largest asset, their largest wealth building tool they'll ever have. It's pretty exciting. So that's, that, that's an awesome and very fulfilling part of my job. The other part is the back end work is dealing with lenders and underwriters, you know, depending on how busy they are. And right now they're, you know, like you mentioned with the low rate environment, they're extremely busy. It's vi- the bottlenecks on that end, you know, trying to basically give good service, but at the same time, you're, you're limited to how good of service you can provide because of them. That's a challenge. And those bottlenecks and navigating that with clients right now and, and even beyond the COVID era and low rate environment is, is a challenge. Yeah. So how did you get kind of get involved then as a, uh, cause, and this may be interesting to people just as a, as a, um, you know, you mentioned it's basically your own business. It's basically a commission structure. You have like, yeah. a, a, I don't know if you call it a brokerage or a firm that you work for, but yes. it's really just, it's, it's, it's kind of a brand and you, and there's some, or maybe you explain it better. Than more. Yeah. It's basically <laughs> it. like they, they take a, a small split yeah. of, of my gross commission and they, you know, offer support, you know, training, you know, uh, advice on, on, on files and such. But for the most part, it's my job to lead generate. Like they they don't give me leads. I have to find all my own clients. How do you do that? 
Well, at first it was, you know, it was a lot of networking. It was a lot of realtors, uh, you know, networking. I did a bunch of realtor events to meet realtors right. and, and get in touch with them because they're a huge, obviously, referrer of clients. Uh, now that's kind of subsided. Uh, as I've built up my book, I've, I've gone through my book, you know, uh, my, my past clients will refer me. I'll, that's my biggest refer. I think like 80% of my business now comes from, from past client mostly. Right. So it's all word of mouth for the most part now, but it took five years to get there. You know, yeah. it wasn't like it was a smooth trajectory. <laughs> well, you got to get the train going, I guess. Right. You gotta, yeah, it's you gotta, do. Right. Yeah. It's not like you just make a sign and people will all of a sudden come. No, it was, right? like, like people, this it, is the thing about these jobs. It, it's like, it literally took me three years to start making like a, a, you know, a normal, I guess what I would say, equate to a normal salary position, you right. know? So it wasn't like it was, and and I still do, you know, maybe less than I used to, but I always call it the once a quarter meltdown where you're like, why am I doing this? I need to quit. I need to get a full-time, you know, like job with, <laughs> so it's, uh, it, you know, it, it's, it's not a, it's not a, it, it's a very stressful job, but it's very yeah. rewarding. Right. And, and I think mm-hmm. the other thing is, you, you know, that it was you, the, you, you feel the, the lack of business, if that's the case, and you feel the, sure. the the benefit, if not both monetarily, probably, and also just as as personal fulfillment of, hey, I, I you know I did this, um, I you know I accomplished it, I you know et cetera, um, and I think that's a risky thing, right? That's but but um, but if you're willing to stick with it, pays off. Absolutely, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and I I know nothing different because, like I said, yeah. I've yeah. been an entrepreneur my entire life. Like I don't even know. It's like they're. I just, I'm so used to the grind, I guess. You kind so, of get so accustomed to it. Going forward then, as you, where do you see yourself in, in this business going? Do you just, um, you know, get efficient at it and better at it? And is that, is that how you sort of think about your goals as, uh, as a market agent? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I've built a team. I have an assistant now. Uh, I, I might be trying to build the team further to help kind of, I guess, allow me just to focus on, you know, uh, client retention, um, you know, basically the sales arm of it, you know, yeah. the networking arm that I enjoy doing the most and let other people kind of do the underwriting and, you know, document collection, which they already do. But that there's, there's a huge part of my job that is very admin, admin based <laughs> as a mortgage broker. Like there right. is so, I don't know if, you know, any other listeners, but you know, Greg, how much documentation is required when you get a mortgage. Um, and, and thank goodness I, I passed that off to a uh, assistant about three years ago now to start. So yeah. that, that was a huge relief, but that, that helped me become more efficient to kind of answer your question. I'm always looking for more efficiencies in this job. And especially with the, with the new tech, you know, leveraging a lot of these, these CRM platforms where it's, you know, basically you, you have a secure portal, you upload all your documents to online applications, digital signing platforms. Now it's made my job so much more efficient where I'm not even meeting with the clients. It's either phone calls or Zoom calls. Really, right. now. I don't even meet with people. Even before COVID, I didn't meet with people. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all, it, all digital because you want to be able to do whatever like, as as big yeah, a large of a geography as you can. Right? Yes. Yeah, and if you're spending your scale. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, and people I, actually people appreciate it. They're like, I don't have time to meet. Like, who has time to meet at night? <laughs> you know, no one. So people are like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not, I've done the hard work. I bought the house now. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, so <laughs> what, what advice do you have for people then who maybe have an artistic ability, maybe music, maybe not, but are thinking about how, how they're going to put their life together. Maybe their parents and their family and everything are supportive. Maybe they're not, but you know what, what you've gone through it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what advice would you, would you have for them? On the mortgage side, Greg, or the uh, or the music side? So. No, I guess I guess I'm balancing that 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 desire okay. to be an artist, but um, it, it, but really just I guess in it, more than anything, finding a balance in your life of uh, you know. But yeah, if you have an artist, artistic ability, and like, what do you what do you do with that today when maybe we're living in a world that doesn't necessarily always put put a value on a high enough value on that? Yeah, no, I, I think it's become challenging to to monetarily achieve in music now. I think yeah. that's become a huge, and a lot of artists have complained about it. I mean, since the Napster days, artists have been, you know, this is going to destroy, you know, our incomes. So, and it kind of gradually has continued to, uh, but it doesn't mean that you still can't be successful as an artist. I think people still love live music and crave new music and they need it in their lives. Um, 
as a, as a, as an artist kind of coming up, uh, I think networking is still key. Like, you know, like utilize the socials, utilize the Instagrams and find producers and other artists you really like in your area and try to co-write with them and network with them. I think that's, um, a lost kind of art, you know, a little bit. And that's kind of how I became successful in music because I was not afraid to talk to people and n- stop bugging people over email and, and phone calls and, because I, you know, if you want it, if you want to connect, like people will, will either say no, or they'll say, okay, fine, I'll give you a shot. Right. So if that's one piece of advice is like, if you really want to work with somebody that you think is going to catapult you is to, to not stop trying to connect with them, you know, try yeah. to, and if it doesn't work, then say, you know, then try someone else, but just don't give up, you know, once you hear no's. Cause you're going to hear a lot in music. Like in the industry, I heard so many notes as an artist, <laughs> like your songs aren't catchy enough. Like it doesn't, like the list goes on, you yeah. know? So. Yeah. You've got to be able to take harsh criticisms. Um, I imagine in, in, in the business of everything, right. Your look, what you say, how you, you know, your, your art. Yeah. It's not, it, it must not be easy. Um, no. I, I it, I'm in the food world. It's hard. I, I don't even make the food. I, I I struggle with with the negative reviews or anyone <laughs> commenting on it. It just just gives you this feeling, and I can't I can't uh, I don't know how to translate that to actual. Um, well, I think it's the same feeling. Like, it's the same feeling as an artist. You know, if yeah. someone comments on your YouTube video, they're like, you know, like what is this artist doing? The song sucks. You know, it's like why? Like why? Yeah. Why do you feel? It? And you, you personally, you know, I can only imagine people who are who are high level famous musicians and they have to deal with that. Like that's, this is, this is it's a crippling thing. For yeah. A lot of it, it, but it's just this disconnect of, of you, of some reason, people not realizing that there's a real person or a real company. how much time it took or, to do it or yeah, how much like, you invested of your life to get there. Like yeah. people like, uh, yeah, I, I think that's one of the biggest problems of, I mean, we don't have to dive into that, but I think, no, yeah an artist being an artist in this, in this world has been a bit trivialized now to some extent to Spotify streams. And, you know, it just, it's become, I think more challenging for artists. That's for sure to be from mostly from a, just a pure monetized level, as you said, uh, Greg, like, you know, I don't think we put the same value on art like we used to. Right. Right. It, it, and it's it's probably not part of our culture in the same way, but it's 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 interesting because you did mention it before about you know this this dance music craze, and I and I you know immediately <laughs> think about um all, you know all these these Vegas residencies and mm-hmm. and you know just these huge so like there's money in it in certain ways, but it just it moves in such large amounts to certain places, you know. It, it sways by genre, you know. Like, yeah, like it's yeah, you had you had. You had the big dance, like the the David Guetta's of the world, you know, in that, you know, 2015 to, you know, 2018, 2019. And then hip hop really came in, you know, like the Post Malones and all these different rappers and stuff like that. So like that's kind of exploded now too. So it really, it, it kind of, the money in the, in, the, in the music industry does follow these trends. And if, yeah. and if you as an artist don't necessarily line up stylistically with them, then tough luck. It's really a lot of luck with what, you know, you catching – uh, a trend before it's even like look at a Mumford and Sons they kind of brought back that whole folk you know folk rock kind of genre um no one was doing it and then they did it and they kind of caught this trend and then the Lumineers came and all these other bands because of yeah. them so yeah and they exactly and they and they can you can kind of find waves etc but you, yeah you imagine it's just it's a bunch of this like right time right place For resonating sure with the right people and and just I don't know, being, being a quirky character, but not too quirky. Like it's just, it's yeah. just all these things that it just seems that it needs to be to, to, to create this perfect artist. And there's only, I mean, you know, me as an individual or anyone, we only have, we can only keep track of so many, right? Like we want to follow them. We want to support them. You want to go to shows, but I mean, how do you, you know, there's, there's a little, you know, there's a lot of artists out there. Um, and it's just, you know, part, part of it is you know, finding them and then figuring out how to support them and, and all that, which, um, yeah, it's just it's it's kind of a challenging proposition, but nothing out there necessarily oh, makes it easier. Yeah, it's pretty ominous. So. It can be for a lot of for a lot of artists right now. And I mean, it's uh, I, I don't know if you've any of the listeners have watched this Billie Eilish documentary, uh, but I mean, like, there's very few people. Um, I mean, people some some people might not be fans of her um, of her music, but she her story is great. Like, it's almost like this is what it almost takes to be her level now to stand out as a musician. Now she literally did not go to school. She was homeschooled and not even really truly homeschooled all her and her brother who won, like they won like six Grammys last year. 
Um, her, her brother's like a genius producer. So they literally would just work in his bedroom since they were like 14 or 13 for, you know, 12 hours a day to create the, the, the Billy Irish Eilish now, like it almost, you know, what I'm trying to say, Greg, it almost yeah. takes to be that popular, to be that successful now, to be that stand, to stand out and have be completely vulnerable and not afraid to put yourself out there and not say the things she says, like you have had to have written so much music and to spend so much time to do that. Like it's, it's almost at a level now where if you're not willing to just fully commit and that's all you want to do, it's like, you might as well not even do it. It's like, that's how it feels sometimes it's, in the music realm. It's it's kind of like the sports thing where if you want to yeah, be you know, a professional athlete, you have to start at the age of three, like Tiger Woods yeah. and then only think about golf for the rest of your life. And that's like, what it it's feels just like, right. Yes. Just, yeah. Um, a, a very intense, but, but if there's going to be people out there who do that, who are just like these, these driven people who want this and nothing else, then fine. They are always, yeah, maybe they, they have this huge advantage in, they do. in, in winning I the game of, of, of whatever, but then there are kind of the rest of us who are, yeah. who, who like a balance <laughs> of things in life and, yes. and, and maybe aren't willing to sacrifice that. And it's fine. Like, I mean, maybe we won't end up being the most successful such and such, but um, maybe that's okay. No, it's fine. And, and I didn't <laughs> want to like make it seem like yeah. we just talked about how does an artist be successful? I know. Um, yeah. But I think, I, I don't think there's, I guess, I get, again, circling back, it's the wild, wild west in the music industry. There's no clear cut yeah. path to success. It's just, if you're super talented and write great music, you're going to be found, you know? Um, and as long as you put yourself out there and, you, you know, you try to maybe, like I say, align yourself with producers who are talented too, that are going to, you know, present the best possible song version of your song. Uh, then there, there, you will be found somehow. Great music will be found. It's just, it could take six months. It could take 10 years, you know, it just, yeah. there's no clear cut path <laughs> to success. It's, uh, but all I can say is it, like, if you love it, you know, it's never going to leave you. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you know what? There was, this doesn't really fit in to anything. I, I, I meant to ask this question before, but, um, for, for like, for parents thinking about music for their kids, what do you, what do you like suggest you do? You're a parent now. Have you thought about, yeah, um, no, I know as a musician, I know exactly what I want them to do. So this, uh, I, I this is, I love this question because all the greatest I would say artists or had some tie to the piano, all the best producers for the most part have ties to the piano. If I can recommend any instrument, like I, I only know how to play guitar, like guitar is my instrument. Really, yeah. I can play piano and, and bass and drums a bit, but like my main instrument is the guitar. And if any instrument I wish I would have learned how to play is the piano. Cause it's the basis. It's the, the root of all instruments. Yeah. Like once you learn how to play piano, guitar becomes easy. It literally, and, and all music is scored with piano. Like, you know, all like you're, you're, you're anyway, it's, if that's the one instrument I could suggest. And do you think like, is there, a, is there an age where you should do it? Or you just kind of wait till they're interested? Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, I think you just keep throwing it in front of them, but I, yeah. I, like being in piano, I, cause you don't want to force it to like, there's, there's that balance, right. right? Yeah. So they become totally disinterested and hate it. Um, but, um, I mean, I think it's the probably, you know, that six, seven, eight stage probably before 10, you know, yeah. like, I just don't know. Like, I've seen some kids start at four and five, but I mean, I don't, uh, my, my daughter, for example, would not have an attention span for that. So it's, uh, yeah. I guess it's to each child their own, but I thought if any instrument if I was going to push, it would probably be like, you know, piano lessons to start at least to get a bass. And then if they hate it after two years, then they can move on, but at least they, you know, have that bass. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, no, I, that 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 question would have fit great in before, and uh, I remember now. So that's. <laughs> but uh, I, I, anyways, one I, I wanted to ask that. Well, um, okay, great. Well, if if people want to uh, kind of follow you here, is is like is Instagram the best way, or from and then both? I guess both from a uh, a brand perspective and yeah. from uh, you on the on the mortgage. I would side. say Instagram is like brand is not active really, but. I think all my links are kind of available from there. Okay. Um, if you search, I think it's Brant, uh, Brant underscore music or Brant music on Instagram and YouTube. You, that's probably the most active okay. channels to find my music. 
uh spotify is you know if you search i think it's brant music or again brant underscore music spotify you'll find me on spotify um all of that i don't know if i can provide the links for you too greg i'd be happy to do that for yeah i'll these. put it up on on my yeah. website and uh and at least um yeah people i i, I don't Perfect. know it's, it's always interesting i I think there'd be some people who are who are now saying, I wonder what he looks like. I wonder if I've seen him before. You know, there's gonna be that. So um I may get some people uh <laughs> coming to Perfect. check you out after that. So yeah, I would I would you know, and I, I'm working on new music now. So hopefully there's, you know, maybe at least a single or two out this year. It's in the works. It's uh with a baby, baby number two on the way, who knows how what wrench that will uh, put into it. But the hope is more music comes and if anyone needs a mortgage, I'd be happy to help. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the, the the two awesome okay well uh appreciate it thank you so much for joining thank you so much Greg, for having me thank you for joining i hope you enjoyed that podcast if you are interested in being a guest yourself or you have a suggestion for someone please go to lifetimeatwork.com and submit there let me know and i would love to chase it down and see if if we can make something work and I can have you or your favorite person on the podcast. I'll have more episodes coming in the coming weeks. So until then, don't worry, be happy. And only I can drag myself out